Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first in a series of special podcast minisodes brought to you by Squiggly Online Animation Magazine and the Linoleum Contemporary Animation and Media Art Festival from Ukraine. Linoleum Program Director Anastasia Velinska and Squiggly Marketing Director Aaron Wood have teamed up to put together the screening program I'm Fine, a selection of the most relevant artistic expressions about emotional burnout and creative crisis. I'm Ben Mitchell, Editor-in-Chief of Squiggly, and I've been honoured to get to speak with some of the filmmaking talent involved in I'm Fine, whose insights into the relationship between mental health and working in animation will be presenting through this podcast series. In our first session, we meet Will Anderson, whose included film is his Edinburgh College of Art student film The Making of Longbird, in which a budding animator attempts to make its mysteriously long character relevant in the modern world. We also meet Margarita Madeira, director of Playing Death, which portrays a character fighting against a loss of identity, whose journey is continuously influenced by the fear of the unknown and closeness to death. And Anna Manzaris, director of the Royal College of Art stop-motion short Enough, a film centred around impulses we all can feel, but never act upon. Hi, I'm Will Anderson, and uh, the film that's screening is The Making of Longbird, and that film was my graduation film at the Edinburgh College of Art all the way back in 2011, ages ago. It's a bit of an odd film. It's like a fake documentary uh, about this old Russian character called Longbird, which I made up, but it was, uh, and, it, and it kind of shows... It kind of like tells the story of me trying to make a film with this odd shaped character. And essentially it's about struggling with your creativity because this little character uh, is this pretentious, uh, very stuck up Russian guy who thinks I'm an idiot, uh, which I felt like at the time. I feel like often actually a bit of an idiot, but this, this creation kind of stares back at me and tells me, uh, that I'm worthless and uh, my ideas are stupid. So, like that—that's the sort of I, that's the sort of idea of the film that it's—it's kind of questioning your creativity and how difficult it is to make art and make things. Um, but hopefully, it puts a spin on it where it—it's obviously it is an important thing. Um, but yeah, it's a film about your creativity and you know how it can eat you up a little bit. So my name is Margarida. I'm from Portugal. And my film is called Playing Dead. And it's about, uh, it's based on a book. Uh, the writer is, she's my aunt. And uh, when she was 40, more or less, she had a stroke. And as she's a journalist, she wrote about uh, all her experience and fear of death. And I thought that it was a good story for for transforming into animation. So I I also wanted to reflect about that and everything that reminds us uh, about this theme. So for me, it was an exercise about about this theme that no one wanted wants to think about, and it was really hard to to do. <laughs> but in the end, I thought I think. I enjoyed uh, working on this on this film and uh, with this team. My name is Anna Mansais. I'm a filmmaker and dire- animation director, and I work with stop motion animation. And I have the film Enough, 
uh, here in this screening. And it's a film I made my first year at the Royal College of Art when I took my master's there. And I think I was quite lucky with the approach because my like mental state at that point was like, this is a film that is less important than the second year film. So I can just have fun and I can try something weird and I can play around and maybe it doesn't work, maybe it does. So I think I was more uh, bold in a sense because it was like less pressure on that film. So I think it started from that I really wanted to make something about someone like having enough and revolting against like a very like mundane uh, everyday oppression feeling like maybe working in an office or commuting. I was also start, just moved to London and I started to like commute in the rush hour. And I also could feel like a lot of tension there and a lot of frustration. And so I was inspired by this feeling of like having enough and just like rebelling against everyday life, but in a not so cool way, maybe, but in a very like way that you will relate to a lot. So that's how I started. And then I just like brainstorm a lot of ideas like I looked a lot online on very strange forums and very strange discussions of things that people wanted to do and I interviewed people and I tried to think about myself too and like tried to imagine also these people on their morning commute what I thought they actually wanted to do on the inside so I just wanted to bring out this these feelings of things that you want to do maybe in the essence of frustration or in this but think but things that you're holding back and then that but you actually would really like to do and just like let the characters do that. So yeah, that's the, that's the film. <laughs> Does the process of animation or filmmaking have any kind of therapeutic value in and of itself? Like, is there something that you kind of take from the process that sort of soothes the soul, I suppose? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I think all animators are a bit obsessive, right? Like they're, you know they do it far too much uh, and it's kind of all i do really i'm i've always been very kind of uh i don't know very focused on like making uh films sometimes several at once and i think it is a sort of there is a sort of therapy in it and it's i think the things that you choose to kind of write about as well they're all very personal and i know i know that not all animators will necessarily do that but uh my films are definitely kind of come from within me, you know, so they're, they're very, uh, I would say very therapeutic and cathartic really. Cause you know, like I've, I've just finished a longer film actually. We're finishing we're in the uh, online next week. And it was kind of about my mom got ill a few years ago. She had cancer and she's okay now, which is great. Uh, but I found it very difficult to communicate about that at the time. So making a film about it was, pretty therapeutic and it kind of made me process it um so yeah it's just it's just kind of like an extension really of uh of me i think animation and that stuff for, for me this this it was more it, i i, I like more do do this doing this film than the final result so the, the process is the, is the most important thing i, I think yeah, I think for me, making is like the most pleasurable. I mean, I think the story is the most important, but that's where I struggle the most. And I think it's more most difficult, but it's the thing that feels most important to me. But once I like have the story and start to making, for me, it's quite therapeutical. It's like it takes a long time, but you're, you know that it's going to take that long time. And I, I really enjoy it. It's like working physically and making the puppets and the sets. And like you can really like 
listen to some podcast and like dive into dive into that uh, world and the, that way of working. So yeah, I think definitely it's, it's for me it's therapeutical. I think some people find it frustrating because it takes a long time, but I really mm. enjoy it. So uh, does having to work to say deadlines either for clients or employers, or if you're working on your own projects, deadlines you might have set by yourself. Um, if you do find yourself working to deadlines, does that as a concept have a positive or negative impact on how you structure your time in approaching a creative project? Mm, to be honest, I'm really bad <laughs> with deadlines. I wish I could like give advice and say a lot of stuff, but I really, I'm very like time optimist. So I'm quite happy to work like with the production companies when, when we do commissions, because I think it's quite hard. And I always like, yeah, think I can do something and then I end up working quite late but um but I I do like to have a deadline I think I I wanted to make a film prior coming to RCA but it was not only a deadline issue it was of course like budget issue and having time but I think it's for me it, to not have any deadline I really struggle like to to get things done or I can like dwell too long on each moment like each stage of the filmmaking so for me it's really good like to have a deadline, even if I might not liking it in the moment, because I'm like, oh, if I had more time, I will make it better. Or if I have a bit more time, I'll do it like this. But I think for me personally, I really need to have some sort of deadline um, to, to get things done. And I think it is harder, like it's, it's like almost two different things. Like when I do my short films, I do, I'm a bit more, hands on myself normally it has like I have more time but I have less money so it's a bit more up to me and I struggle more with the deadlines because I'm bad at like yeah, knowing how much things how much time things are going to take for me and I end up working a bit late and when I have when we do like a commission it's almost the opposite there's like there is okay with money but there's very little time so then I'm quite happy to work with like producers and a bigger team and then it's a bit more it's not so much up to me to it's not my responsibility to finish in time. It's a bit more like the producers and everyone who is like involved on, on that level. And I can focus a bit more on directing. So I think there, I don't need to, to make sure that we make it in time. It's more like with my own, own personal work where mm. it's more difficult. Oh, I think, I think having a deadline is pretty essential for me personally. It's like, um, which, which, uh, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit because I'm just about to deliver a short film that's like uh, six months late, <laughs> which is that isn't good for your that isn't good for your health either. But um, yeah, I think I think I really need I really need them, and even if yeah, even if it's just a silly little thing, even if it's just you know something, or you want to get it, you need to get it done by four o'clock or something. I, I often do that, and I think it. I don't know. It just provides focus, I guess. But um, I'm also, yeah, I'm also in this other camp of like uh, having projects that go on and on and on and some are unfinished and all that. And that, that does take a toll a little bit because, you know, it's nice to finish things. It's nice to, yeah. you know, I agree. <laughs> if it, yeah, it's, that's good for the, that's good for your If you don't have a, a deadline, you are always postponing things and you don't do we don't do what you need to do. So it's always good to have some kind of a deadline. When I was younger, I used to, well, I used to think a deadline was, and when I say younger, it wasn't even that long ago, 
Like uh, <laughs> I used to think a deadline was like so important and it was like, you know, you cannot miss it. And, uh, you know, I recently, uh, I've sort of become a producer just because we make our own work. Uh, me and Ainsley Henderson, he's a uh, filmmaker as well. I'm producing his film, but it's, and then I suddenly realized that it's me that's the one that's putting the deadlines up and it's like, oh, they're, they're kind of pretend really. So that is a useful thing to like keep in mind for like, I don't know, young filmmakers or whatever. It's like, yeah, try not to like stress yourself out too much because deadlines are kind of made up. Maybe that's nonsense. Maybe it's not when you work for Nike and Adidas and, or whatever, <laughs> if you want to go down that route. But um, there, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want to miss their deadlines. But yeah, for your own things, you know, give yourself a little break, I think. So I think the big one when it came to sort of affecting, I think, everyone's life and mood was the pandemic and lockdown. And did the lockdown situation, or perhaps, if not that, maybe other times of crisis uh, you might have experienced, did that present any personal challenges as far as mood mental health, staying motivated to continue to create artistic work? And um, was there anything you sort of actively did to kind of help overcome that? Um, I mean, to be honest, for me, the first lockdown was quite like positive for my creative, well, my creative side, because I felt like living in London, there's always like so much stuff going on and there's people you want to meet up and things you want to go to and see. So for me, when the lockdown, the first lockdown happened, I was like, oh, maybe this is quite good. I'm like forced to stay at home. And I had just finished our, I finished RCA, I think, I don't, I had, hadn't just finished RCA, but I had finished RCA and I wanted to like start to think of a new personal project. I had done some commissions. So I was like, I can stay at home and just focus on this. And I also got like applied for a bit of funding from Sweden to, to do like pre-product or development of an idea. So for me, that was really good. Then I got like COVID and it was like semi-long COVID. So it was a little bit postponed. But but uh, once I like recovered a bit from that, I quite enjoy a few months of like getting this small um, funding and just like really being in a bubble a bit that I was really struggling to do in London otherwise. But um, so I wasn't, uh, I wasn't so much creatively affected negatively, to be honest, with the, with the pandemic. I thought for me it was at least in the beginning, quite positive. But then I think I struggle more. Like then I have developed a project and I think for me, I struggle more when it's like waiting for for the project to take a next step or like it gets really frustrated. Like I'm working now with a longer project with passion that we're trying to make funding. And of course the natural state is that things takes time and you need to find like funders and it might and might not happen. But for me, that is... Uh, it's much more difficult than like what the pandemic has been in terms of creatively, because I have been like, I don't know if I should start another project or should I just wait? And there is many months of like not hearing anything. Does that mean that it's not going to happen or is it maybe going to happen? And for me, that sort of waiting is much more difficult. Like, I don't know what to do with my time. I'm like, should I just sit and wait or should I do something else? And it's, you start to doubt your project and it becomes, uh, becomes more frustrating i think it's really about uh it was about kind of perspective i mean it really puts things in perspective with me I, yeah again it was like 
I don't know, people with other jobs, normal jobs, were like, God, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. And it's like, yeah, well, we're used to it. I, I kind of retrained sort of by accident. I, I got obsessed with uh, 3D and Blender and there's so much to learn. So like, I, I, I actually thought it was, I, I just I just had a great time. But like, I just like digging in and, you know, it's just like learning stuff. It was like, it was, you know, uh, just yeah, it was just, it was a it was a time for like I don't know perspective, seeing things and working out how to do new things and kind of taking advantage of it, the situation a bit, a lot of time. So yeah, perspective. Yeah, for me, for it was the same. Uh, actually, I was working on a. A new uh, short film about my grand grandmother. So, because of the lockdown, I went back to my hometown. So for me, it was good to be there because it I was closer to the, to her, and I could work better on this project and have more uh, with the proximity. It was easier than before, and in the end, in the end, it was it was it was not so bad. But yeah, I think not right now it's, it's so everything is so different, and the problems are even worse. So I don't know. It's it's like you said. It's a, it's, a, it's putting everything in perspective, and times are always changing. So similar to the previous question, but a bit more sort of specific. A real issue that I'm seeing coming up a lot with, especially kind of like animators kind of coming into the industry now, is grappling with burnout, like sort of hitting that wall. And I was wondering if that's something any of you had ever experienced yourself, and if so, what sort of process or self-maintenance you undergo to kind of move through it and, and carry on? I, uh, I, I, I don't think I've had burnout, but it's weird because like in the, just in the last few weeks i've been telling people i'm about to because <laughs> you know i can i can feel like it being i, I it's just it, it, there's like i've just got like three th i'm doing about three jobs at once at the moment mm -hmm. and it's like oh yeah if you if you keep doing that you're you will burn out i think and again if i'm saying like i don't think i've had a burnout that means i haven't because i think if you actually have had a burnout i assume you would know about it but yeah, thankfully not. And I, I think, yeah, just trying to like take a bit of time off, actually. I never, like, I'd never say that normally because I'm like a workaholic. But that's my going into 2023. Going to like go on a holiday or something and not an animation festival, <laughs> for God's sake. Because that, you know, there, <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't count. It doesn't count. You're still working. Yeah. It's literally the only holidays I've ever had, bar one maybe, is going to animation festivals and just thinking that it's a holiday. It's totally not. <laughs> it's totally not. Work. I've never had burnout. For me, I like to work, but I also like to do other stuff. So I like to balance my time. So I, I try not to think about work that much <laughs> that's good balance i think is quite important yeah when i when i start to freak out 
I go out and run and it works for me. <laughs> mm. I think I've been really close many times. I don't think I have like experienced a proper burnout, but I think I have been really close. I think it's like the problem with animation. And like I say, it's hard. Like to, for me, I always struggle to like know exactly how much I can do. So I was, and I'm quite ambitious. So I always like think that I can do much more than I can. And then I end up for me, it's just like, the problem has been like working too long days and too many evenings or in the weekends. And you start like to feel like your energy and your mental state is uh, starting to drain a lot. And like, sometimes I just have had to be like, I mean, what I've done is just to be like, okay, I have to take a day off. Like it maybe have to affect, maybe it will affect the project a bit negatively, or maybe have to compromise this scene or this thing, like, these things in the film, but I like can't continue like this. I need like one and a half day off to sleep or to see people or do other things. So I think I've managed to like push the break just before, just before I have been burned out a few times and just like force myself to, to take a small break. But I think it's like definitely really common in animation to push yourself so hard and also, I think when you do your personal projects, because it's like animation is actually a big teamwork. And then when you do personal projects, you sort of try to take so many roles at the same time and do them full time. And it's, it's very easy that it becomes too much. Mm. Did the experience of the lockdown in general kind of change your own working practice in any way? Mm. I think it just gave me like a bit of time and space to to work on my own things and like before I've just worked on things in the environment of like studying so during my BA I did a personal film and then during my master's degree I did two films so I think during the pandemic it sort of gave me the space to to work on my first like personal project outside of that so I don't know if it's I guess it changed in the way that it's developed. I feel like I've like, I think also because of RCA and working so much like independently there and all the influences from my classmates and tutors and everything that gave me the foundation. And then during the pandemic, it sort of gave me the, the opportunity to like put that in work and find a bit more like a way to, to work without any maybe proper deadline or without a school environment and it's been really nice to feel that I can I can do that so I think it, it's changed like to the positive for me thank you to all the filmmakers for their time and insight and to see more of their work you can find will at wanderson.xyz also instagram at willandersonjr Margarita is at margaritamadiera.com and Anna is at anamantzaris.se and Instagram at Animantzaris. The first screening of the I'm Fine program will take place on the 27th of August at the UK's Chichester International Film Festival. A subsequent screening will take place in early October at the UK's Bolton Film Festival. And the screening will be available on the megogo.net media service during the Linoleum Festival, which will be held online from the 7th to the 11th of September. Lectures and workshops will also take place during this same period, so be sure to check out linoleumfest.com and squiggly.com for more info as it comes. You can also find us on Instagram at linoleumfestival and at squigglyanimation, respectively. The I'm Fine project is supported by the British Council under the UK-Ukraine Season of Culture. And I've been Ben Mitchell. Until next time, happy and healthy animating. <laughs>